The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by Dr. Stephen Baugh. For more information about this message or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, we have... uh, come here today to obey the words here, to enter into your gates with praise and to sing with joy before you and to hear you speak. Speak to us now through your word, O Lord, that we may be edified as we continue our work today, but we pause to turn our attention to you. We pray, O Lord, that you would speak to us and that you would meet with us now. In Christ's name, amen. Be seated, please. I will be reading from two places in Matthew. The faculty is doing a series on the gospel within the gospels. And we have our pick of where we want to lead our meditations. The meditation that I have chosen is two places in Matthew, really just one. And it turns out not even to be a full verse. I'm a little mad because it could jolly well be a full verse, but, you know, I didn't get it. I only got half a verse. So, but it's quite a half a verse. I'll be reading for you from Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now turning to the end of the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I sense the reading of God's holy word this morning. Well, this is the Reformation, 500th year anniversary. That's pretty cool, 500 years. And we, uh, in the Reformed tradition, do very much appreciate uh, Luther and all that he was used by God to do, and we are, have gained benefit from it. We, uh, we have a little different outlook at times from the way Lutherans look at things. And I think the one thing, and I'm not an expert in this, but the one thing that strikes me is we're a little more conscious of the biblical structure of uh, Revelation as covenant. You know, covenant, uh, we see covenant under every rock, of course, you know, you're around us for a little while, you find that covenant is always on our mind. Um, 
But that's because it's there. It's not that we're making it up. It, it really is there. And uh, one way to keep this in mind is the formula of the covenant. Uh, you will, you've already learned that formula of the covenant. I mean, I think it's taught in your books and your professors have taught it to you that the formula is, I will be your God and you will be my people. That's the formula of the covenant. You'll find that, by the way, called formula of the covenant in Francis Turretin. Uh, so it's not new to uh, this century. It goes back several hundred years uh, to Turretin. And uh, there is an, a prominent Old Testament scholar who's not uh, in our circles who says, really, that is the way you uh, summarize the whole Old Testament, is I will be your God and you will be my people. Well, we're actually going to find that principle at work in what we're dealing with here. It's present in our text, and the text that I've chosen to focus on is the last half of Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. So it's really the very end of Matthew. In the Gospels class, one thing I uh, teach is that the uh, last section that we just read in Matthew 28 is really Matthew summarizing the book. This is a way to get a handle on the whole book. It's all really there, uh, kind of pregnant in an outline. And this last uh, thing we see here is, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Uh, doesn't sound like much. It's not, it's not a very long phrase. It only, <laughs> only gets half a verse, which, you know, kind of surprising. I just, you jolly well could give it a whole verse. I mean, come on. But uh, it is uh, really an important uh, statement and takes us back to the beginning, to the name of Jesus, which is Emmanuel, God with us. And then he says, I am with you, even to the end of the age. So this is how Matthew closes his book, but it opens that way too. It's kind of bookended with, you know, I am with you. Now, this is not new. This uh, whole idea of God being with us uh, goes back to the very beginning. Let me just read some uh, passages of scripture that I've printed out here to make it faster uh, from the Old Testament. So to Abraham, at that time Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. So it was recognized by others. God is with you. And Isaac, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. Notice, I am the God of Abraham. There's your covenant formula. And then I am with you as well. And then there's an outcome of that, and I will bless you. Jacob, taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. So here we have, and behold, three times, which is in our text as well. And behold, and behold, and behold. And then the Lord says, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Um, after identifying himself as the God of Abraham and of Isaac. 
then as the uh, history of the scripture unfolds, God isn't done being with his people. He says, for example, to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will not leave you or forsake you. I hope that sounds familiar from your reading of the book of Hebrews. I will not leave you or forsake you. Notice, notice how there's this theme. Wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. I will be with you all of your days. I will be with you constantly. Uh, and I won't leave you. And I won't forsake you. I will be with you constantly. Uh, so he's not going to dip in and out. He's not going to show up one day and say, oh, I'm back. Okay. Then he says to Israel, and here our covenant connection is made overtly. This is from Haggai. This is after the uh, people of Israel came back from exile. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. Wow, there's an awful lot of stuff in there. It's not a very big passage, but there's a lot of stuff in there. I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. So he identifies who he is. He's strong enough to be around. No one's going to prevent him from coming to your aid because he's the king of armies and no one can stand up against him and prevent him from coming to rescue his people. According to the covenant I made with you. So he made this fixed bond. He has sworn an oath that he would be with us. And that covenant, see, I will be with you according to the covenant. You see, the benefit of the covenant is, I am your God. And the benefit of him being our God is, and I am with you. So these things are all connected. This is not me making it up. It's right here uh, as simply reading the text and flowing out. Now, how is he going to be with us? My spirit remains in your midst. So through his Holy Spirit. Boy. Oh, I've got another three hours, so we can, I can, we can talk about the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> Dr. Horton just wrote a book on it. We could review the book to start out. We could read a couple of chapters out loud. And man, this is where to stop when talking about the Holy Spirit, except to say that where he is, God is present in creative power. He is, he is the, the uh, I think Sinclair Ferguson in his book on the Holy Spirit calls him the executive of the Trinity. He's the one who brings God's power to bear, the one who uh, brings God present in our midst. So it's, we tend to think of him as kind of misty and, and uh, insubstantial when the opposite is true. It's where God exists and comes in power and his presence is concentrated and you know he's there and he works. Well, this is relevant for our passage because now we have the risen Lord Jesus talking to his disciples just before he ascended into heaven. And of course, he says something that has huge implications for us today. 
He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been granted to me. So this risen human being who was born, we read way back then, to be God with us, this human being in whom God is with us, says, my father has granted me all authority in heaven and earth. And he's one of us, one who went through the fire on our behalf, and one who said he would give his life as a ransom for his people, and then he did. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, there's an implication of that for what he says at the end. Do you think that he would receive all authority in heaven and earth that he purchased with such a price to become incarnate, to be shamed, to suffer for his name, for his people's sake, to be abandoned by his father on the cross, and to earn the right to sit at his father's right hand with all authority on earth and then just disappear? and have no concern about what happens on earth. This earth that he purchased the right for, this rule over earth that he won through a great battle. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, not because he's inactive, it's because that's the place of power. That's the place where a king rules, and he speaks, and thousands at his bidding fly, as the poet says to do his will throughout all the earth. He merely speaks the word and his will is done. No, nothing in creation can hold back from doing what he commands. So he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. <laughs> and the disciples are going, oh, me? who me? <laughs> you talking to me? I thought you had all the authority, me? Because <laughs> some are doubting. You know, these are the guys that ran. These are the guys that ran and hid when he went to the cross. And they haven't quite gotten over that. They haven't quite figured out who exactly he is. It's pretty big, but it's hard to process, right? It's not until Pentecost they start, with the coming of the Holy Spirit, they start having the ability to process what all this stuff is all about. And notice what Jesus tells them. I want you to go through the whole world and make disciples everywhere. Uh, Syria? Yep. Uh, Greece? Yeah. How, how about if we go the other way and go to India? Are you kidding? Yep. India. And keep going. We got other places to find and go to. You see, these disciples, they hear that and they go, oh man, that's big, that's a little bit too big for me. And then Jesus says this, and behold, I am with you. You know, we hear Jesus say, and behold, and we think, oh, the superhero, you know, he stands there, and behold. I mean, we always get the sense that he's doing that, don't we? And behold, you minions. <laughs> don't you think that sometimes when you're looking at Jesus? And behold. <laughs> it just doesn't come across. 
But you know what this means here? And you know, I've, I've looked at it and I can show you other places, but I've come to the conclusion that this is like him saying, but look here. This is his way of adding something to help them. This is actually, and behold says, look, look, I know you're afraid. I know that this is scary and big and hard to process, but look, but look, I'm with you. You see, he's, he's expressing with that his understanding of their fears. And he's giving them what they need, and he's marking it. And he's saying, well, look here. But look here. I'm with you. Notice he doesn't say, I will be with you. You know, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he ascends to heaven. But in the, in the coming of the Spirit, which is just about to happen in Pentecost, He's committed to being with us. It really expresses, when he says, I am with you, it really expresses his commitment. And by the way, it's the same expression in Habakkuk. I am with you. My covenant with you guarantees that I am with you. So Jesus assures him, I am with you. I'm committed to you. Then he says two more things. An expression that's found here, and it's rendered always, and it's the expression is, all the days, is a more wooden rendering of that. It's found only here in the New Testament. And it's found very frequently in the Old Testament as an expression of constantly. This is him saying, look, I'm not going to dip in and out. Yes, you will watch me depart in the body. But I'm going to be with you constantly. When, when you have your dark hours, don't imagine that I've disappeared. I am with you all the days, constantly. It's rendered always, that's nice. I would, I would add, let's say constantly. I'm gonna persist in being with, with you. You can't get rid of me. I, I'm like, you know, I'm like the one that's, that follows you when you're sad and you really don't want company. I'm still gonna be there because I actually know what you need. I will be with you. Indeed, I am with you all your days, the whole time. Oh, for the next week or two? How about to the conclusion of this age? So brothers and sisters, we are right there. Those disciples did not live to the consummation of the age because it hasn't happened yet. And Jesus is looking at you today and saying, and behold, I am with you all of your days too, because you live in this time period before this age has concluded. This is Jesus telling us today and tomorrow and the next two days and 500 years ago, I am with my people throughout the whole age. And this, this is a message to the church. If you are a part of the church and the mission of the church, this is your assurance. This is the gospel for you. I am with you. I am committed to you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you ever. May God be praised that Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is with us, his people, throughout this whole age. Having him 
We need nothing else. Having him is enough. Let's pray. O oh Lord, in our weakness and our times of wondering where you are, assure us again through your word that you are with us. We thank you and bless you, O oh Lord, that you have not abandoned your, your creation. There are times when it looks like you have done that, but that's just our uh, lack of faith and lack of sight. Grant, O oh Lord, that we may be like the servant of Elisha and see the host of heaven encamped around uh, your uh, people who are surrounded by enemies. We pray, O oh Lord, that we may advance the gospel and uh, take up this challenge to advance the name of Jesus throughout this whole time that we have to live on earth and the succeeding generation may as well. Until you come again, O oh Lord, may your name be glorified. Your will be done, many brought into fellowship of light and life through Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Copyright 2017, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.